the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you for sharing your Sunday night with us tonight. And uh, at this time, at the beginning of the year, we're going to do what we've been doing for the last couple of years, and that's uh, having Bob France join us. Bob France, the uh, host of the Bob France Authority right here on WHK, The Answer, every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And uh, Bob France, thank you so very much for joining us. Well, Nick, it is a pleasure to join you. It's always a pleasure to hear from you and certainly to talk to you as well. Well, thank you uh, so much. And as uh, my thought goes, I I hear you more than you hear me because you're on every day. (laughs) And uh, you've been just a great, great addition. How how many years have you been here now at WHK? Uh, This is my fourth, actually. This is my fourth year. And... uh, I've enjoyed each one of them more than the last. It's really, really just such a wonderful place to be. Well, I tell you, I'm always uh, shocked when I hear how many years have gone by. Four years already seems like nothing. Uh, but uh, but every day, uh, you know, when I listen to your show, you're right on top of all of the topics of the day. And uh, just uh, if you could share with us, what, what do you go through to prepare for all of this? Because uh, you're you're keen right on the mark each time we hear you. Well, to be honest with you, Nick, um, what I go through is a whole lot of consternation and anger from my wife. Oh. <laughs> happy wife, happy <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and I do. I struggle with that sometimes because, and I say that tongue-in-cheek for the most part. Of course. In, in all seriousness, um, you know, we live in this... We live in this digital society and digital age in which everybody has their head down on their phones, that they're always looking at this or looking at that. And and I'll be honest with you, I am guilty of that more than many, including at times where, you know, when I'm supposed to be spending family time. But show prep for me is literally 24 hours a day. Uh, well, maybe 16, depending on how many hours of sleep I get. So right. if I'm awake, I'm literally aware of show prep. If I'm If I'm in the car, and I hear something on the radio that makes me, you know, that, that, that kind of catches my interest and it's something I want to follow up on, something I want to research, I'm recording into my phone. I'm usually doing a voice text to myself or a voice notation, or if I'm driving, if I'm actually in a place where I can, I'll pull up that, you know, I'll, I'll take a quick uh, search of, of whatever that topic I just heard was, mm-hmm. and I'll gather some information on it and I'll save it in a little app that I have for use later. Um, I literally, if I'm watching TV, if there's a commercial that comes on, if, I've been conver- if I'm in conversation with a friend, if something comes up that I think is important enough that might be a show topic or might just be some information I need to have that somebody may bring up to me on the air, I take time at that moment and I write it down or text it down or voice memo it or whatever. And then I assemble and organize it every, uh, you know, every evening because I have a morning show. So every evening before I turn in for the night, I kind of organize everything that I've assembled and I, uh, you know, prepare for it for the next morning. So it literally is, you know, you just, if you're doing a show about 
politics and culture and our society and everything that's going on in current events, you have to be willing to, uh, you know, to, to research and read up on all of those things. So I'm constantly doing it. And like I said, I make my wife mad sometimes. I'm supposed to not be paying attention to my phone, but I'm not trying to be rude. It's not like I'm just in a, hey, I'm going to check the baseball scores on my right, phone right. in the middle of a conversation. But I'm, but I'm usually actually doing research, and I tell her, honey, this is for work. you gotta got to give me a second here. <laughs> and that's the way I work. Well, she has to be a regard to your your national uh, blossoming out from outside of Cleveland here but uh, you know when you talk about the keeping prepped for the show the fact is that when you have these guests you have phenomenal guests on uh, the idea of being able to jump from topic to topic you just have to be up to date on everything and uh, can't afford to to skip it and just focus on one or two things well you're exactly right that's exactly why I kind of have to what I do because I, I do have to move from topic to topic. And, you know, it's one thing when I schedule a guest, I, I'm certainly going to be up on everything that we could talk about because I'm the one who sets the, the tone for it. I'm the one who asks the questions and directs the conversation. But what really, you know, takes the time for, for me, and obviously every host has their own, you know, their own way of doing things. But for me, um, you know, it's, it's, I want to make sure that if somebody asks me a question, I am at least conversant in the topic, even if I don't know what it's going to be. If a caller says to me, hey, Bob, did you hear about X, Y, and Z? I'm embarrassed if I say, no, I never heard of that. I want to have heard of that. I want to know about that, at least so I can have a conversation about it in some way. And it happens. You know, you'll hear it. Sometimes I'll say, no, I was not aware of that. I'm going to have to dig in and find out because uh, I like to have those moments you and far between as possible so that uh, right, sure. you know so that I found so that I found uh, you know well-rounded in, uh, in terms of what I know and then what I, what I study well you want to sound authoritative hence the name the Bob France authority <laughs> Indeed. So yes, I do. you have to do that well you know and uh, I've been uh, hearing you on uh, Salem early in the morning uh, taking over for people like uh, Hugh Hewitt how did that come to be well um, it, it really I, I, I think it's two things Number one, uh, thanks to the RNC, because the RNC brought the convention to town two years ago, now three years ago, obviously, in the summer of 2016, uh, and I was able to spend a little bit of time with some of, uh, you know, Salem's upper corporate management and, um, and, and establish some relationships there and express that I would be more than willing and interested in, in guest hosting if the opportunities came. And, uh, and I, and I made some, I made some good, uh, headway there, uh, because they started listening to my local show and were impressed enough to offer me these opportunities but then more importantly i've been able to establish some friendships with the hosts you know with the likes of hugh and dennis prager and larry elder i've done all of their shows uh some of them more than others and um i've established friendships with them and we've developed a trust and they know that if they call on me and say hey can you do my show for me uh they know that the show is in good hands they feel like it's in uh you know it's keeping with the same uh, uh quality that they like to produce themselves and uh they trust me, and I enjoy working for them. So it's just been, uh, you know, it's been a real blessing to be able to do more and more for them. Well, it's very good, very impressive. Uh, except for one thing, when I turn on WHK and I hear you on like at about seven in the morning, I'm wondering, am I right on my time, or where, where, <laughs> what? What program am I listening to here? 
<laughs> yeah, you're not the first. Excuse me, you're not the first person to say that. I've had other people say, "Wait a minute, I, 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 did, did the clock move ahead, or did my exactly. power go off? Why is he on right now?" <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, you have to adjust. <laughs> well, you know, taking calls in from uh, people I know here in the in the Cleveland area, Northeast Ohio, you, you take the calls in and you get to. Uh, exchange opinions and discuss uh, how people feel about uh, these national topics. And then going from Cleveland to going like to Hughes' show out of California, you're dealing with callers from around the country. Uh, how do you find Ohio's callers compared to, say, the national callers? And Are, are we on the same page or are there any differences between us Ohioans and, and the people around the country? Um, I, I think we are the country, to be honest with you. You know, I think the people of Ohio and the Midwest, we are, you know, a great barometer for what the country really is. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you go to, if we're speaking specifically about politics, you know that if you take calls from certain parts of the country, you're more likely to hear from people with more uh, left-of-center points of view. You know, if I'm on for Larry Elder in the evening, I'm going to get a lot of calls from California, from Los Angeles and San Francisco, those kinds of things. And I'm going to be encountering probably more uh, criticism or critiques of various things that I bring from my conservative point of view um, than I would with my normal callers in Ohio. But, um, you know, the nice thing about being able to do the national show is getting just fresh voices all the time. Uh, I have a very steady, um, uh, a regular rotation of callers that whose voices I know as soon as I see their name on the screen because they're loyal listeners and they're dedicated and they're regulars, and I love them. Uh, and, and then it's also nice, though, to get people that you've never heard from before with perspectives that you don't expect uh, from around the country. And that's, that's really the, the most fun part about doing the national show. I could be in Minnesota. Minnesota in one moment, and Florida the next, Idaho the next, and North Carolina the next, and it's and and you're getting points of view that you never really considered before, and that's what makes it really appealing. Well, well, that's uh, quite an experience you're having, and uh, we enjoy watching you do that and listening to. You. Actually, it's not TV, but we hear you all over the country, now, <laughs> which sure. uh, which means that uh, not to be surprised uh, when we're anywhere in the country, we might be hearing the voice of Bob France saying, "Boy, that's a familiar home sound." and have to wait for the commercial to find out where you are that day <laughs> but but it is, it is typical but um, you know the national topics are are always the topics and that seems to be the topics that we're talking about here and we're coming up for our first break here but uh, I know when we come back we're going to talk about some of the topics that uh, were, were really big uh, last year especially uh, President Donald Trump perhaps the most controversial president we've had in our lifetimes uh, generates news and topics to talk about every single day, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that when we get back. But uh, that will also tackle the questions of the government uh, shutdown, immigration, the economy, and Bob, you're on top of all of that stuff all the time. So well, I trust me, and uh, and you're right. I mean, uh, you know, the national topics seem to dominate even the local talk show hosts. And I did talk to some of the other Salem local hosts, you know, who are on in various markets, uh, like Mark Davis in Dallas, and uh, and uh, uh, you know a number of other people in St. Louis, uh, Ed Martin there in St. Louis, and other places. And you know, yeah, we have our local issues to deal with, but the most, you know, the thing that most people want to talk about on Salem radio stations, whether they're syndicated shows or local shows, is what's going on, uh, you know, at the national level. This is just something that affects us all, and uh, uh, so you're right. Yeah, you know, it, it, there's a uh, 2019 is going to be chock full of very important national things well, very, to very good. even on the local level in Cleveland. Well, well, let's take a quick break. We're talking to Bob France, our guest on The Advocate tonight. We're going to be back after these words, so 
Uh, don't go away. We'll be back in a few moments. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage. Gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. And we're so uh, pleased to have tonight with us Cleveland's own Bob France from the Bob France Authority, which you can hear every weekday, Monday through Friday, here on WHK, The Answer, at 9 a.m. from 9 to 11. Uh, Bob, again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It is a pleasure, Nick. Thank you for having me. Uh, As we were talking, uh, just starting to talk about during the last segment is that uh, politics are certainly grabbing the headlines and making talk radio maybe more popular. Uh, one of the things I noticed in the last segment, we talked about our wives and uh, involvement. My, my wife, I've never seen her more engaged in political discussion than over these recent years. Uh, and I think a lot of people are, are forming opinions and listening to what's going on in our government, uh, what's going on in Washington now more than um, than ever before. I, I think everyone just, uh, w- it was easy to refer to Washington as the swamp, 
when no one really got into it. Uh, so now all eyes are cast uh, upon Washington, and we're, every day there's something there. Uh, as I mentioned with uh, President Trump being uh, controversial, how, how does that help you with regard to uh, keeping your topics uh, lined up uh, in, in priority for, for your show? Um, are, are you asking how much of, of the president, uh, uh, you know, directs the topics? Is that what you're saying? I think so, because uh, the president, uh, you know, it's a love-hate relationship. Uh, I don't think many people are able to say, oh, Donald Trump, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> I think everyone has yeah, a strong no, you're, opinion. Yeah, you're right. It, it, you, you are either, you really do, you're, you're either, you know, a red hat wearer, as I like to call them, you know, you're wearing the Make America Great Hat Again, uh, uh, Great Again hats, and, uh, and, and you're, you're a diehard supporter, or you're somebody who can't stand him and want to get him out of office as possible. There's very little middle ground when it comes to Donald Trump. Um, because, you know, I, I'll say this, he probably takes up more topic time and show content time than I would like him to. And that's not a diss on him. It's not because of him. It just what I mean is he, the the animosity that there is for him in the in the American press, um, the the dislike that there is for him in his own party in many circles, coupled with the obvious and ongoing uh, you know enmity relationship that he has with the Democrats. You know that's that's for everybody. Uh, make him unlike anything and anyone we've ever seen. He is in the news whether he should be or he shouldn't be every single day. And that's not his fault. In some cases it is. He does and says or, or uh, you know, says things that are newsworthy and, and of course it, it commands a response from other people and sometimes that's the way that it is. But sometimes there are people just looking for ways to chop him down looking for ways to make him more controversial than his presidency would ordinarily be um, because they are trying to score their own points. They're trying to get more viewers, more listeners, more clicks on their social media sites, and so on and so forth. And they make stories that really shouldn't deserve our attention, but we kind of we kind of end up being forced to, to deal with. So I wish I could focus on things nationally uh, outside of the president uh, more than I can. But... Um, I do. I find myself, you know, in, in many, many circumstances, I feel almost compelled to come out in defense of the president who deserves a fair shake that he is not given from some of those, you know, some of those aforementioned sources. And I feel like I need to do that. You know, as a radio journalist, and we talk about being uh, outsiders listening to what all the uh, hosts and different guests on all the media outlets, television and radio, I think uh, the average American is looking for a source to find out the factual truths and find out what facts are accurate, what facts are not, as everyone is uh, either tampering with the facts. You know, we, the old phrase, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. Uh, how, how do we, from your viewpoint, where do we go to get the, the truth? And, and let me give you one example with regard to the immigration issues. Uh, we have the number of... Uh, terrorists and bad people being uh, picked up at the southern border reported as being anywhere from 4,000 down to 6. Uh, so uh, those are the numbers being tossed out. Where, from your perspective, where do we go to get the most accurate uh, factual basis so we can form our own opinions about when Trump is uh, truthful, when he's not, when's the left truthful, when they're not, or, or where's the truth somewhere in between? How do we do that? Well, um, 
at the risk of this sounding very, very self-serving, um, you come to me. Uh, that's where you come to get the truth and the facts about it, because unlike a lot of shows, um, I am willing to be critical of the president, and I am also willing to defend and praise the president. I'm going to call it the way it really is. And I make a lot of enemies sometimes, including of my own listeners who are red hat wearers, and I say that term affectionately, not uh, not uh, uh, in any way uh, negatively, right, right. meaning they're just strong supporters of the president. Um, and sometimes I'll say things that uh, they don't want to hear, and, and, and I don't care because I'm trying to tell the truth. The one thing that I always complained about from a political standpoint through the eight years of the Obama presidency is there is not one thing that that president could have done or said that would have been wrong in the eyes of, of millions of Democrats who felt like he walked on water. And it frustrated me to no end, saying, no, look, this is why this was wrong. Here's the fact behind this. This is what he said that was inaccurate. Why can't you at least acknowledge that? And and their response, typically and oftentimes, was, well, you can't say that. That's racist. He's a, he's a black president. Uh, and I was like, no, he, everybody can be wrong. So when Donald Trump came in, I was not going to be, and I am not going to be somebody who thinks that my president can do no wrong. I know he can, and I'm going to call it out because I want people to know that when I say something that is defensive of him, that I'm being truthful, that I'm not just making things up to support him blindly. Um, you know, and the only way you do that is to engender trust. For example, uh, just last week he had the. Um, uh, not State of the Union, the uh, the primetime address from the Oval Office on immigration. And, you know, he, he, he made a statement that illegal immigration in this country costs us $500 billion a year. That's just flatly inaccurate. And I went on the air and I went on social media and I, and I, and I told that. Even the most ardent anti-illegal immigration organizations study the economic impact of immigration, illegal immigration in this country, are, are not going to go to that number. In fact, the number is closer to around $130 billion a year at the federal, state, and local levels. And the president just threw a number out there seemingly at random and said $500 billion. That's half a trillion dollars a year. It was exaggerated, exaggerated, and it was unnecessary. So for me, for me, I call that out, and I tell everybody that's not true, and the president has no reason to exaggerate the mm -hmm. figure because the $130 billion would be enough to make jaws drop everywhere. <laughs> Why exaggerate it to $500 billion? But I'll call it out like that, Nick, because I want people to trust me the next time I say the president's right, the next time I say the president uh, should be defended on this, they'll know that I'm not just, you know, a sycophantic suck-up who is going to say that about uh, anything and everything that he well, says. Well, don't, let, don't let anyone shake you from that, because uh, you know, as we have my wife and your wife and we have all the other people who have never before been paying this much attention to politics, they, they need a source for the truth to anchor their opinions. And if, if they don't have someone uh, that they can rely on to get to the bottom and criticize where, you know, government's a human endeavor where criticism is necessary or opposition is necessary, it must be made. Uh, and uh, we, we just need to go. So we're glad you're putting that kind of time in on these issues. Hey, looking forward a little bit to 2019, uh, what, what issues or problems do you think are ripe to get resolved during this coming year? We have so many. <laughs> so, North yeah. Korea, economy, healthcare, all that. Yeah. Um, sadly, uh, I think we could sit here and list a lot of problems that are going to be present in 2019. But if you're asking me uh, which of them are going to get solved, uh, we might have a, a several minutes of dead air here. Uh, of course, because nobody can.
I don't think we're going to get anything solved in these next two years, in fact, because um, the Democrats now control the House, which is the purse strings. President is still in the White House. They want to stop that from being the case. They're going to move to impeach. They're going to open up investigation after investigation after investigation. They're going to try to stop him from, from tying his shoes properly, claiming that he, uh, you know, he's doing it in, a, uh, in an illegal manner. Uh, I just don't see any legislation coming from, from Capitol Hill that's going to be helping the people. I don't see any movement on the immigration issue. I don't see any movement on health care. I think we're going to be in for a very, very uh, tumultuous and non-productive calendar year of 2019 and, and maybe even going into 2020 the same way. Wow. Um, they, the president has had so much success in the first two years, uh, domestically especially. You know, the jobs report that just came out in December with mm-hmm. the adjusted numbers from November and October. I mean, there are so many jobs being created that are high-paying, higher-wage jobs than ever were during the eight years of the Obama quote-unquote recovery. Um, And and, and those successful things, the economy, even though the stock market is volatile, the economy itself, the GDP, which is very different than the Dow Jones, continues to hum along. And the Democrats know that if the economy and the jobs numbers continue to be successful because of the president's policies, it's going to be hard to beat him in 2020. So they're going to do their best to stop well, we'll, him we'll from be, advancing uh, the agenda that he's already worked on, because it's all about getting him out of course. office in 2020, if not sooner. Well, we'll be watching for all of that, and we'll also be listening for Bob France uh, here on WHK, Monday through Friday at 9 o'clock, and uh, we'll be finding him on WHK at any time, apparently, <laughs> when you're doing the national thing. <laughs> so, Bob France, thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing your thoughts for 2019. Anytime, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words, so don't go away. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips & Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential Coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select. Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? 
Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. And again, thank you for spending time with us this evening. And uh, in the next couple of segments, we're going to be talking about uh, the legalization of marijuana. And uh, it's a multifaceted issue. And we're going to talk to someone who's done some studying in it, uh, Tom Basili from New York. Tom, good evening, and thank you for joining us. Oh, it's great to be with you, Nick. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Hey, uh, before we start talking about the legalization of marijuana, let, let's talk a little bit about you and uh, your background. And uh, I did check out your bio. You, you have quite a, quite a resume of, of experience, especially in media and, and other things, in government and so on. Well, well, I, I've been I've been uh, very blessed in my career, and uh, if folks want to find out more about me, they can go to TomBasili.com, uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Tom underscore Basili. Uh, I've served in government at the local, state, and federal level, uh, including in the administration of uh, President George W. Bush, uh, where I held uh, a number of uh, a number of positions. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, served as an advisor to the Coalition Provisional Authority in Baghdad. Uh, and um, my first book, uh, which uh, we put out in 2017, uh, is called Tough Cell, Fighting the Media War in Iraq, uh, which earned a forward by Ambassador John Bolton, who's now uh, the President's National Security Advisor. Um, uh, but I've uh, worked for the Environmental Protection Agency, I've also worked in state government, uh, and uh, I'm a, uh, a former executive director of the state Republican Party uh, in New York, um, as well as a small business owner. I've run a strategic communications firm uh, for the last uh, more than dozen years uh, here uh, in New York. And one of the most important uh, qualifications you have, I'm an attorney, and I know you are also. <laughs> yes. So, congratulations. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> thank you. We uh, are a rare breed. And, uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, I uh, and I, I'm also a contributor to Sirius XM Radio. I used to host Sunday in America for Sirius XM. I'm also a former uh, Forbes contributor. But uh, you know, I write uh, for uh, for FoxNews.com. And uh, what prompted this interview uh, was my uh, article on FoxNews.com earlier uh, in the week. Uh, marijuana legalization debate prompts a new high in Democrat hypocrisy. And you can check it out on FoxNews.com. Well, you know, in a lawyer-like way, uh, asking you these questions and having you set out your background, I think you're qualified as an expert at this point. So we can proceed on with the interview. <laughs> so, okay. Well, you know, of, I'll say, I'll say this, listed. Nick. You know, it, it, I, I don't profess to be I don't profess to be an expert. What I what I what I think is really important, particularly about this issue, is that 
uh, we do look at the facts. And uh, there is a big rush across this country being driven, particularly uh, among among Democrats, to uh, to legalize recreational uh, marijuana. And it's not an intellectually honest conversation because we aren't addressing uh, the facts, in particular the science uh, that uh, should raise uh, alarm bells for you know for every parent, uh, teacher, uh, healthcare professional, physician, uh, or law enforcement official uh, out there. Um, and uh, elected officials really have a responsibility here to be very, uh, very careful uh, about the, the decisions that uh, they're looking to make on the marijuana issue. How many states now are, have legalized marijuana, either for medicinal purposes uh, or medicinal and recreational purposes? You know, I don't, I don't know the exact number, Nick. Um, but my my concern is not the uh, the states that have chosen to. Uh, to have a very tightly regulated uh, uh, medical marijuana uh, um, availability. Uh, what, uh, what I'm primarily concerned with here is the, the fact that the science uh, is, is being ignored uh, that, uh, that really, I think, provides clear and convincing evidence that there, will, there are significant physical, neurological, psychological uh, impacts of uh, long-term exposure to uh, uh, to, to marijuana, and uh, and that's something that we are seeing, um, you know, in New York where where I am, uh, they are looking to the legislature. There's discussion that within the next three months, uh, they're going to go from, uh, you know, they're going to decriminalize and then they're going to legalize, uh, and uh, again, there there isn't the kind of substantive science-based, fact-based discussion uh, about this that's going on. And, you know, I was thinking about this over the, over the holiday, that every, if you had a nickel for every time somebody, um, particularly on the left, threw science in the face of a climate change denier, you'd be a rich person, because everybody, when it comes to the environment, runs to the scientific Research runs to a body of scientific studies. Uh, they've used scientific studies to justify that we need healthier, uh, healthier school lunches and soda bans and reducing uh, salt content uh, in restaurant food and banning plastic straws. But it just seems that when it comes to this this headlong push to legalize recreational drugs like marijuana. That uh, that the science seems to go by the wayside, and and I think that that's the message that I'm really trying to send to uh, to the elected officials, is that uh, we have to we have to look at the voluminous amount of research that has been done, um, and every major um, every major medical association in the country, including the NIH, have all um, have have all released uh, studies. About uh, about the uh, you know potential negative uh, impacts uh, on on marijuana usage that that could worsen mm-hmm. our national public health crisis and our mental health crisis. Well, and and, and the future of our population. Um, I I had the opportunity for about ten years to serve as a magistrate in the juvenile court for first uh, offenders, and the story would repeat itself very often: how young children going through elementary school would be doing great. And then showing up in court when these kids are in middle school or early high school, they started taking, uh, they started using marijuana because uh, I think there's almost a public image that marijuana is like candy, 
especially if it's yeah. looked at as being legalized. Yet uh, what, what I noticed again and again uh, was the fact that uh, kids who would start uh, smoking marijuana is, uh, with their, their brains that were still developing as children into mm-hmm. adulthood, uh, they started losing ambition, they found it difficult yes. to make decisions. And in talking to doctor friends of mine, they indicated that, yeah, the executive functioning is retarded if, if you do a lot of marijuana. Have you found that in yes. the science? Is that somewhat accurate? Oh, absolutely. The American Academy of Pediatrics has been very has been very clear about it, as well as the other uh, major medical associations. That one of the greatest risks is uh, uh, increasing the usage, uh, the potential of increasing the usage uh, of uh, of marijuana among uh, among uh, teenagers when the brain is still developing, and the psychological impacts, including risks of schizophrenia, um, greater risk of suicide. Uh, and other long-term impacts in terms of motor skill, cognitive skills, cognitive ability, those have, uh, you know, those manifest itself even more if it is used, uh, if it is used often at a younger age. And I think what's really important, Nick, to, to realize is that this is not uh, Woodstock weed. We're, we're not talking about that. We are talking about a much more potent form of marijuana, which is which is prevalent today with much higher THC levels, and we're not just talking about smoking. Um, a lot of these legalization regimes, and certainly the industry, the big industry that wants to make you know billions of dollars off of this, is uh, is interested in different forms of ingesting cannabis. So it's not just smoking; it would be you know different types of what they call edibles. Uh, and you know, lacing material, lacing uh, food, um, candy, um, and uh, you know other ways to uh, to in- intake intake the drug. Um, and again, that's where you know you get this. Oh well, I'm not going to smoke every day. Well, it's not even about you smoking every day. It's about you getting hooked on a product um, that you're going to have a wide variety of access to. Um, that is stronger um, and more potent than you know what a lot of people see, you know remember you know pot being back in the in the sixties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the the dangers of it uh, are are certainly there because it, it does have measurable results on people changing their attitudes, and when they change their attitudes, they they change their development of their brain because of it. Uh, they, they just take a different turn in, in the road that their life is not going to be what everyone hoped it would be, including them. So it, it's uh, something. We're going, to, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're talking to Tom Basile from New York uh, concerning marijuana and the, uh, the legislation that's being considered around the country concerning the legalization of marijuana and, and how there are some dangers with that. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate on WHK. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these words. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. 
Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're talking about the legalization of marijuana, and uh, are we just legalizing another form of candy for everybody that once it's legalized, you can just jump into it and indulge as much as you want? And uh, Well, we, I'll give you the answer. The answer is no. It's, it's not that simple. And with us tonight still is Tom Basile. Tom, thank you for uh, being with us tonight, talking about it. Uh, it's great to be back with you, Nick. There you go, Tom. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we were talking during the last segment about marijuana and the uh, medical effects it has on retardation of brain development. Uh, and, and one thing I noted as, as we were talking, I, I made a note, 
you know, we have this magic age of 18 that uh, it's, a, it's a legislated age that you're automatically adult, but uh, the, the medical people I talk to indicates the, the executive part of the brain is still developing into the 20s, like 24, 25 years old. So you're not out of the woods just because you can vote uh, and then suddenly have an open door to, to use as much marijuana as you'd want. But uh, as far as um, the uh, legalization of it, who, who is behind the legalization of marijuana and and uh, is there money behind it? And uh, I know here in Ohio, when yeah. it comes up and about, there there are moneyed interests who are going to make a lot of money by legalizing it. What what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Look, this is going to be this is going to be big tobacco all over again, and um, and that's something that people really need to understand. This this is, you know, and, and let's let's just back up to one thing, and, and because you know every time that I say anything about about marijuana, I get tons of you know, emails and hate mail and Facebook messages and everything, um, people think that I'm being an alarmist. One, let's focus on the science. And the science is very clear and convincing from every major medical association that that there are going to be significant problems with people having uh, long-term exposure to this. Now, two, um, you know, most people who try marijuana don't use it again. Um, and uh, you know, maybe that has to do with the fact that it's not decriminalized or it's not legal in certain places. Um, but uh, this is not something that, uh, it, it's not like what they used to say, you know, reefer madness or somebody, you know, they, they smoke pot and then all of a sudden they lose their mind. This is something that happens over a long period of time. And, um, uh, and, uh, and, and so, you know, and remember, you're creating an industry. That industry's... Um, that industry's objective is to have people uh, use the product, buy it regularly, and buy it over a long period of time. All right, it's becoming a big for-profit industry. Big, big tobacco becomes big pot, and uh, and they have spent, uh, which they have every right to do. Uh, they have spent millions of dollars over the last decade lobbying almost exclusively Democrat elected officials, who are now the same people who, you know, on out of one side of their mouth say that you have to, you know, you've got to look to the science when it comes to climate change, but, uh, you know, or plastic straws, but, you know, now when it comes to marijuana are not looking at the me- the, the, the medical the medical science. Um, and it's really been pretty astonishing how, how, how fast they've managed to uh, go from, uh, you know, turn, turn Democrat officials who have said previously that they were not in favor of legalization to say now that they are. And this has almost become a plank in the Democratic Party platform. Many of the, ma- of the major candidates were, um, or pr- prospective 2020 candidates are all in favor of legalization. They never talk about the, uh, the socioeconomic impacts or certainly the, med- the medical impacts of um, you know of legalization. So this has really become about money and votes. Well, sure. And, is there any explanation yeah. as to why? Because when I think of uh, when I think of the right and the Republicans, I think in terms of small government and uh, minimal government bureaucracy and and that kind of thing. When I think of the Democrats and the left, I think more of uh, the the idea of protecting the public and more government to uh, make sure people aren't uh, consuming too much soda with sugar in it uh, and uh, and other protective things to protect the people from themselves. Uh, but yet here, the irony 
seems to be that this stuff is dangerous. So just one example, beside the effects of a developing brain, uh, what, what about the hazards of inhaling cigarette smoke or marijuana smoke? Uh, is there much difference, and what are the studies showing, if any? Well, sure. The, the studies from the American Lung Association have have said that the uh, you know that 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 secondhand marijuana smoke is as bad, if not worse, than uh, than tobacco. Uh, and and again, you're not just talking about the um, you're not just talking about smoking it. You're talking about eating it uh, in in these contexts and some of these these constructs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there is an irony or or even a hypocrisy to it. But think about it in these terms. A major plank of the Democratic Party platform is to have government-run health care, is to increase the size of the welfare state. Well, if you have people who are experiencing significant um, uh, physical, um, mental health, uh, uh, or economic uh, hardships because of this, well, who are they going to rely on? They're going to they're going to rely on government services and government programs, uh, and ultimately it means growing government. It means more. Um, it means uh, it means more government uh, spending, more government intrusion. Uh, and so when, when I talk to libertarians, who say, "Oh, you know, I really don't care what some person does," say, well, you will care about it if it means that government will grow and you will ultimately pay for the impacts. And there are mm-hmm. studies. That um, that have been done that show that in in some cases it's a ten to one ratio between the tax revenue that could be generated from uh, from the industry uh, as opposed to the potential costs in terms of low lost productivity, um, healthcare costs, uh, you know, costs to the economy, uh, and just you know government expansion. To, to meet the needs of, uh, of a population that will be adversely affected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I have to share a story. A couple of years ago, I spoke with a, a Colorado police officer. Uh, of course, Colorado does permit the sale and use of marijuana. And uh, that most of the general public, they don't think like lawyers or law enforcement officers. Uh, they th- many of them, according to the, the police officer, so that the general public seems to have the attitude in Colorado that uh, if it's legalized, you can use it any time you want, as much as you want, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's posing an enforcement problem when people are uh, using uh, marijuana to get uh, high or even mixing it with alcohol uh, and, and mm-hmm. enhancing that. And, and if you look at the studies coming out of, Al- uh, uh, out of uh, Colorado, Nick, um, the government's own studies in the state of Colorado... Uh, demonstrate uh, the you know exactly what you're saying that they're they're uh, you know they legalized to great fanfare a number of years ago uh, and they have seen uh, a dramatic increase in um, marijuana related uh, uh, fatal car accidents um, visits to uh, marijuana related visits to mm-hmm. uh, uh, to uh, uh, emergency rooms uh, and uh, and even among the between 12 year old kids as young as 12 years old between 12 and 18 Colorado is now um, 85 uh, percent higher in terms of usage than the national average 85 percent higher than the national it has average to be a health as young as 12 years old the uh, we, we have about a minute to go 
uh, what where do you see this playing out? How is it going to work out? If the trend continues, or, or can it be um, can people be snapped back to reality? Big well, you know, I was uh, talking to somebody today who said, well, you know, the train has left the station. I, I don't think so, and I think that it's really important that, you know, state legislators, uh, elected officials uh, at the state and the federal level uh, need to be held uh, accountable. And, and, look, you may have states that may want to go ahead and do this, but let's, as I said, have a fact-based, science-based, um, medical science-based uh, uh intellectually honest discussion that involves law enforcement, that involves our physicians and our, our, our health care and mental health professionals. Uh, and uh, and let's, let's do this. Let's have a real uh, debate instead of trying to ram this through uh, because, uh, you know, Democrats are interested in, you know, tax revenue and votes. Well, uh, all I can say is that sounds extremely logical and very reasonable and who couldn't agree with that? If we're going to be making laws that are going to have an impact on everyone, uh, we should incorporate the the objective data that is available to do that. But uh, in, in any event, uh, thank you so much for sharing with us tonight, Tom Basile from New York. Thank you so very much. And uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on what's going on with regard to legalization of marijuana and where it takes us all. Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now, then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 